It is a blend of so many different influences, musical influences. You know, we have the the influence of the influence of you know Wagner and Berg and Strauss. You know, all of this like great nineteenth and early twentieth century modernism. And um, then we also have this incredible influence of uh, jazz and, you know, free jazz, modal jazz, hip hop. Uh, there's a section that during the orchestra rehearsal, I heard Anthony say, this is my Motown section, which I thought was very cool, you know? Um, and uh, when it gets, especially when it gets, when, when Malcolm X goes to visit Mecca, there is an incredible influence of, of you know, Indian rock and, and, you know, and also just, you know, a, a, a totally different kind of, musical vocabulary that appears um, in the second half of the piece. And what is so remarkable about this score is that it does not feel like a hodgepodge, despite that, you know, it really still feels like a totally unified uh, expression, musical expression. And that's part of what makes this such a masterpiece of an opera is that it's, it's always truly Anthony's uh, aesthetic, musical aesthetic and style. And I find that, I find that style just so dazzling. In terms of the story, I think, you know, I know that one of the things that Anthony was really drawn to was the notion of this kind of tragic figure of, uh, of Malcolm X. And um, it's funny because I actually probably would have never thought of the opera as a tragedy necessarily because um, it's so much about this, these acts of transformation that, that, that Malcolm Little and then Malcolm X and then um, and then and then Shabazz, this is his last name, you know, transforming through his names, also transforming his identity and 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 changing his perspective on uh, on on what he wanted to to see in the world, you know, more justice, more dignity uh, for Black people in America. Um, that's something that um, is was was an act of transformation over and over again in his life, and I think that which it's a truly remarkable story that to me is so much more inspiring than it is tragic. And I, and I think there's still this unbelievable sense of aspiration um, and aspiration and even just, I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to say joy in the story of Malcolm X, but in this telling of the production, the, the, the production is Robert O'Hara directed it. And also in the music and the liveliness of the music in the, in the just absolute pleasure uh, in the in the sonic world of this piece, um, there is quite a bit of joy that I think that the director Robert O'Hara has transformed into feeling like it's about um, the, 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 the breadth of the black imagination as it relates to thinking about the future of, uh, of, of, of American society. I would not tell you what I know. These ideas of transformation, justice, dignity also make appearances in, in Davis's canon of operas. Tanya, talk about transformation. Yeah. Central Central Park Five, the Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize winner. That's um, right. Why Why do you bring X to Detroit now? What 
Well, actually, um, when I was first coming to interview for the job, I'm, I'm two years on this uh, as on this job as artistic director for Detroit Opera. Um, I mean, when I was coming to visit here, it was just so clear that this opera had to be in my first season. On one hand, because of how uh, utterly uh, overwhelming and dazzling the music is, and I really knew that a Detroit audience would, would connect with the many different influences that are part of the score. So that was one side of the equation. And the other side, of course, was Malcolm X's enormous impact in this community. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, he's, I mean, we talked about names just a moment ago, but he was also known as Detroit Red, you know? Um, some of his absolutely most important speeches were delivered here. Uh, he grew up in uh, Lansing, East Lansing. Uh, when he got out of prison, he, he first went to Inkster, right? He lived in a house in Inkster. And, um, you know, from, from there, you know, the, the Nation of Islam, Temple Number 1, um, is, is here in, uh, in Detroit as well. So his footprint is so fresh on the grounds of Detroit that I think you can still find it. And um, I think that that impact that he has had here um, is, is, uh, is, to me, felt like that was an, another, just as, as much as the music was also the story of Malcolm X being told here on this stage, just felt so important and so appropriate. And for me, feels like a, a, an, an, I would say a artistic imperative to be doing stories like this uh, with, the, with the Detroit Opera to make sure that we're doing stories that really reflect our community, that the stories that, that our community would like to hear. And, and that I think transcends any one particular uh, audience. You know, I think all audiences uh, of, of opera, I would say are, are, are responding to that humanist uh, imperative of opera, that humanist idea of, of a more harmonious society. And can opera invite us into a space where we can imagine that? And I think that, that, I think that this opera does that so, so wonderfully well. It's only about two blocks from the Michigan State Capitol where you come to the corner of Malcolm X Drive and uh, Martin Luther King Avenue. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a very Michigan story, yeah. Um, what what uh, I wanted to shift gears to Devon Tynes, who had a yeah. conversation earlier that we heard on WRCJ and on Detroit Public TV with Stephen Henderson. What special qualities and experiences and sensibilities do you see in him in this role? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was beyond delighted that Devon was even available for this role when we first talked about it because uh, it was the you know it was a dream and Anthony had mentioned it to me he said oh do you, do you think we could get Devon Tynes what is this celebration to me what is this celebration to me the 4th of July is yours, not mine. And I thought, oh, we're, we're not going to be able to get Devon. He's so in demand. He's so, you know, he's he's uh, he, he's wanted everywhere. I just don't think we're going to get him. And then actually Devon called me and he said, I heard you're doing Malcolm X. I'd like to throw my hat in the ring. And um, I was just, it was, it was really, it was really kismet that this happened. So I, I'm, I'm so glad that, uh, that, that we've been able to have him because, you know, in addition to just the, the commanding voice that he has, this powerful, rich voice that is exactly what Anthony wanted uh, when he wrote this opera, he wanted exactly the kind of voice that Devon possesses. But beyond that, as an actor, as a performer, as a stage presence, 
Devon is goes beyond just the, the sense of command, but also has an unbelievable vulnerability. And what he has been doing in these last few weeks here, um, developing this character, he's really taken Malcolm X out of the realm of the kind of prov provocateur, you know, the person that was the, the, the rabble rouser, which of course is a, is a part of his personality, but the opera really reflects the whole journey uh, of Malcolm X and Devon with his sensitivity and his, um, and his, his just beautiful sensitive presence uh, has been able to really show all of those facets. And that which it, it, it is a, to me, I think it's, it's a lifetime performance. You know, I think everyone who will experience it will say, I saw Devon Tynes do Malcolm X. I am so sure of that. I'm also have to say that uh, I'm just so beyond thrilled at this cast that we have. Having Devon as Malcolm X is so key, but every single person in this cast is just, uh, will just knock your socks off, you know, with the, with their musical talent, but also how much they're giving to this. I mean, this is so clearly a piece that means so much to everybody. Uh, we have in the role of Elijah Mohammed, Victor Ryan Robertson, who is just, I mean, just uh, dazzling in his, in his presentation, in his performance. And I, I have so enjoyed watching him take this role on. Um, uh, and then as uh, Betty Shabazz, and, and also as uh, Malcolm's uh, mother, Louise, uh, we have such a soulful, uh, incredible soprano uh, in uh, Whitney Morrison doing these roles, who just, her voice and her presence just haunts me after every single rehearsal. It's just every single person in the cast um, knocks it out of the park. It is, it is truly a pleasure. Yuval Sharon is artistic director of Detroit Opera, which presents X, The Life and Times of Malcolm X, May 14th through 22nd. Thank you, Yuval. Thank you so much, Peter. It's great to be back. For WRCJ, this is Peter Wolf.